mom, you got it You got it, mom, you got it You got it, mom, you got it You got it, mom, you got it everyone happy monday welcome to the loving moms podcast where we're on a mission to normalize imperfection this is Ravi with my lovely co-host charity hey girl hey and today you're going to get the opportunity to learn more about us as lmap founders before we get into it as tabitha brown would say let's talk about our life hack of the week all right y'all so have y'all heard about these car kits okay they are probably something you have a version of in your car already it's basically a basket or any type of storage container uh, that allows you to cater to the needs of your kids so you might have snacks or a change of clothes first aid kit wipes etc it's all conveniently accessible in your car now i know for sure that i am an avid user of this hack because i have a basket in my car with boys basketball shorts, swim trunks, towels. I have uh, snacks, you know, fruit snacks, all types of snacks. And the only thing I'm missing pretty much right now is a first aid kit, which I probably need to get since I have two boys. But what about you, Rosie? Do you use this hack? I do. And it's not a basket, though. I have the um, the things that go on the back of the seat. So, Rosie, tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Rosalyn Moreno. Um, I go by Rosie. I am a certified lactation counselor. I'm a certified black lactation educator, a birth and postpartum doula, and I'm a licensed hairstylist. Come on now. <laughs> and <laughs> I am a mom of two, a wife of one. <laughs> I have <laughs> no, no judgment. <laughs> you gotta got let us know. Gotta let us um, I have two boys, also a 12-year-old, Manny. He's my first. He's been with me through it all. And then I have my two-year-old, who is my wild child. And yeah, that's about us. I love it. Well, as y'all heard, my name is Charity, um, aka the Seesaw Mama. That is my brand that I've dubbed myself as uh, because I like to encourage other moms to embrace life's ups and downs all while still pursuing their passions. So with that passions, I love writing. And so I am a published author and uh, I have one children's book out right now and um, a coloring book with plans to release four more before the end of the year. And all those were self-published, but I do also have a traditionally published book coming out February, 2024. So I'm super excited about that. It's a graphic novel, which is great for reluctant readers, especially oh. boys. Yes, I'm pumped about it. Um, and in addition to that, I have a uh, financial services franchise that I partner with my husband. And then I spend all my other time and energy on my boys. So <laughs> I have two. <laughs> RJ, my junior, he's eight. And um, he's amazing. He is a wonderful artist. And he is my attention seeker my attention craver, so much so that he has a YouTube channel, shameless plug, go check out What's Up RJ. <laughs> Just started that in December when he turned eight. So he's excited about that. And then awesome. I also, yeah, um, I also have Caden and he's my six year old and he loves all things potatoes, potato chips, uh, crispy tater tots, uh, French fries, waffle fries, 
I mean, I feel like bubble gum shrimp, rod shrimp, <laughs> like anything you love, every and anything potato, right? Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you just eat baked potato, like everything. And then dinosaurs, of course. So he loves both of those things very much. And um, he's also my, uh, my kiddo that needs more attention from me because he was diagnosed with autism at three. So that is a little bit about me and my journey this far into motherhood. So let's talk about what everybody wants to know. Yes, I know you guys are probably wondering how we partnered up. But before we do that, let's highlight our recipe of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Recipe. Okay, so y'all know as moms, we get super busy. So we want to try to bring y'all one recipe a week um, or every time we air, not weekly, but every other week. We want to bring y'all a recipe that's quick and easy to make your life more convenient uh, and be one less thing you have to worry about on your to-do list. So this week's recipe is a slow cooker tortellini and sausage soup. In my case, it'd be Instant Pot, but can I get an amen for the set it and forget it recipes? Amen. (laughs) Yes, I love how convenient these types of recipes are. All you need is Italian sausage, diced tomatoes, fresh spinach, that's a tongue twister, fresh spinach. <laughs> I'm like, fresh spinach, fresh spinach. Um, any broth that you prefer, chicken broth, vegetable broth, you know, beef broth, what have you. Cheese tortellini and cream cheese. Yes, for the cheese. And awesome. Yeah, I love, and I love soup anyway. So you could put your own spin or unique twist on this by, you know, changing or subbing out some ingredients. And Rosie, I know you could make a bomb vegan version of this. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I know we swapped out like the sausage for vegan sausage, and I think for the cream I used like the um one of the milk, you know, the non dairy milk. Yeah. And then the um what is that? the veggie broth, and that mixed together to make yeah. So you can definitely do a vegan version version that is just so delicious. I love it. And so you can definitely check out this recipe on our Loving Moms Facebook page. Now that's how we partnered up and created Loving Moms. All right. So Charity, do you want to start off? With my first son, I don't know how heavy, you weren't really heavy into your profession that you are now, right? Like you were just learning no, more was, about. Yeah, I was, was I even an adult? <laughs> Oh yeah, look. Were you like twelve? Hold on. (laughs) No, I think I was probably like maybe late teens, early twenties, like just figuring out life. Oh yeah, whoops. Um, something like that. Um, yeah. Well, you could have been that young because I had Caden twenty-three months after RJ. So what? You? Yeah, I had. They're like twenty-three and a half months apart. So. You were doing something. Yeah, I just, then, yeah. Was, I don't know what I'm. <laughs> I I know you had a passion for it, but you hadn't quite laid out the pathway to pursue kind of being a doula and and working in that capacity yet. So when I had my first, I was son, probably still in cosmetology school. Okay, got it, got it. And so with my first son, that birth story is definitely unique, and it's for another time, another day. But long story short, I did not have extra maternal support. I didn't have postpartum care. Uh, my my family all live out of state. And so I didn't have anyone with me to help navigate this new being, you know, this a whole new creature, <laughs> baby, a yeah. whole new uh, human in my life. And so it was pretty challenging. And 
Uh, my birth plan did not go the way that I expected. I ended up having to have an emergency C-section and, you know, went down a spiral that just led to more and more things. So due to kind of lack of education, not really knowing about postpartum care and doulas, um, I made sure that I educated myself more on that when I had my second pregnancy. And so with that one, Rosie was ready. She was full on <laughs> like, hey, I am a doula. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I love it. I've already looked. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to research. As long as you're right there, I feel okay already. You know, she just has this awesome, comforting, you know, warm presence about her. So it's, it's just calming Aww. to be around you. Yes, it is. <laughs> so <laughs> just look at her and be like, okay, I, I can do this. I feel calm. So um, I enlisted her services to be my doula for the birth of my second child, because I refused to have another C-section and I wanted to try to progress and birth as naturally as possible. And so it made a million times more difference to have her y'all. And uh, again, that'll be another episode where we'll be able to go into more detail, like the labor and everything and just how awesome that story was, but jiggling, but right. Oh my gosh. Jiggle it. Yeah. We'll talk about that. another time. Um, but, uh, having her there with me to, to navigate postpartum was so essential. Like when it came down to being home and not having to worry about different things being taken care of around the house, only being able to focus on my baby. Like she was able to relieve so many of those burdens that new mothers face. And, you know, whether she's up at one o'clock in the morning with me or, you know, whatever it was, she stayed in my home. Was it two or three weeks? It was, it was some time. I, think, I was like, yeah, I think it was two. Yeah. I think it was two weeks because what happened yeah. was Kaden came early. And so my mom was not flying out yet. And I was like, Oh no, yeah. I have no one. My husband had to go back to work and, we were at the hospital, you know, after birthing Caden and my husband's like, okay, so do, how does this work? Do we pay you to stay at the house? <laughs> and you were like, yeah. I was like, yes. And so for <laughs> two whole weeks, she was with me until my mom was able to come and it just made a world of difference. And I remember we were talking like, man, this, this just really isn't a thing. I was like, I don't remember anybody ever talking about this to kind of support or care. I'm like, every mom should have this. You know, it, it made me reflect back onto my first pregnancy. I'm like, had I had this experience my first time, like, wow, it would have been a game changer. And so, yeah. Yeah. And you expressed to me, you were like, I know I've been saying the same thing. There's just not enough education. Not enough people know about navigating this part of the journey. You know, it's all baby shower, baby's here. And now what, you know, kind of thing. So um, I believe that is our origin right there, but I'll let you... <laughs> Yes. expound on that <laughs> yes so like she said I was her doula um we did know each other before from church but like we became close during me becoming her doula and so actually through that experience was when we were like or I know my mind started just going like we definitely need like a postpartum support group like we, I don't really know any especially in the black community I right. know um when I first started working as a doula, I was working for, um, I don't know if I can say it, but like a very white organization mm -hmm. and most of my clients were white. And so I knew that I always had the passion to take the information that I've learned and to take it back to my community because I knew that we needed this. I have older sisters that have given birth and, you know, and just to see, they didn't have this kind of support 
I know when my sister breastfed, I was just like, eh, why are we doing that? You know, I was one of the ones like not giving the support that was needed and stuff just because that's how we were taught and that's right. how we were raised. So me learning all of these things, I was just like, oh my gosh, I love this stuff so much. I want my people to have these tools, you know, to have successful births and to navigate motherhood. Because I mean, when you your birth matters when you can start off having such an empowering birth, even though it may not go the way that you wanted it to, but it was empowering for you. It, it makes a world of difference in the rest of, you know, your motherhood journey, as opposed to the opposite. Yes, you can still be a good mom and stuff, but it does still impact, you know, your emotions and just all of the things. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with you, especially on that piece right there, because with my first birth, uh, when it came to that emergency C-section, you know, we had, I had taken some classes, my husband was, you know, ready to help me labor all the way. And then, you know, they put me on the clock when my water broke, even though I knew better, another story, another day. But when I did, when I lost that empowerment, when I lost that, oh yes, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm bringing a child into the world. And it was just, Hey, let's wheel you over here, cut you open, take your baby out. Oh wait, he's having, you know, some breathing issues, wheel him away take my husband away, put me in a room by myself where I'm just having these aftershock of my whole body shaking crazily. And I'm just like, what just happened? Like, where, where's my baby? Like, am I, am I a mom now? Like, what do I do? And I was introduced to my son from a text message from my husband. He was like, he's here, here he is. And I'm just looking at my camera on my phone, this it's surreal. I'm like, what? Oh, this is my baby. But immediately there was that level of disconnect because I did not get to have skin to skin. I did not get to, you know, hold him. I didn't get to hold him at Mm -hmm. all. They took him away immediately. And, and, and so that, that I felt like was one of the leading causes that, that allowed me to spiral down that postpartum the postpartum depression. Yes, postpartum depression. Thank you. I'm going back. I'm going back. Bring me back. Okay. Um, but that, I feel like that was definitely a crucial moment because, again, like you were saying, emotionally, everything is just all over the place. And then when I finally mm-hmm. did get to see him, it's not what you envision. You know, I don't I didn't expect mm-hmm. tubes. And first of all, he was huge. So he was t- 10 pounds, 2 ounces, <laughs> 23 and a half inches. So nothing fit. Like we had we, his little hospital clothes that were oh on my bag. Nothing fit. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my baby don't have no clothes on. Like, uh, I got to find something, you know. So that was just so unexpected. It didn't matter how much I prepared or what I would have done had I been able to have that support, had I understood more about my body, more about the birthing process, had that doula as an advocate, it would have meant so much more. And so it it definitely, what you just said is so true. I mean, that, that empowerment is a big piece and I miss that. Yeah. And I, and I think that's why when people view birth today, it's not really sacred. It's not because you see on TV, you know, mom screaming, like, let's just get this over with, get this baby out. There's no connection. There's no any of that. And that's, I feel like with women, that's a huge part of where our empowerment comes from. Like navigating birth the way that you choose to is amazing. Whether it is a a scheduled C-section or completely natural it's your choice you doing it your way and bringing your baby into this world and it feels so empowering being able to do it with the choices that you're making as opposed to someone making those choices for you 
And so, yeah, so just with all of that, with, um, I remember being at Charity's house and doing the, uh, the postpartum stuff. And I was just like, we need a postpartum support group. <laughs> I had no idea about it. I just started like researching and everything. And I was actually going to join another group to like bring it here. And Charity was like, why don't you just start your own? And I was like, me, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. So... I don't know where the name came from, but the idea came to me, the Loving Moms, and we got it started. We would, um, it was a couple of the, the other moms from church that had small babies, and we would go to each other's houses and have food and education and support, and it was beautiful, but that was our start, and then eventually, I think we went to the libraries, right? Right, yeah. We started going to the to libraries. libraries. And then um, the lovely nurse Nikki from San Antonio Nurse Midwife allowed yes. us into her space and we were able to host our our sessions there and then COVID happened. Yep, COVID. Damn. <laughs> we were so, like, oh, that happened. Yeah. yeah, and it was going so great. Yeah. But um, here we are now, right. 2022. And yeah, this it. is us getting back at it. Yeah, Zoom, Zoom world and like virtual didn't really apply too much to that environment or that culture because, you know, baby's on screen and you're holding, it just, it just didn't work out. We were like, okay, because we wanted yeah. to try to push yeah. let's meet virtually. It just, it really took away the dynamics of what it was meant to be. <laughs> so it did, it oh, did. but hey, no worries. We are here now and with the podcast, we are able to reach so many more moms. And so we're so excited for everything that we have planned and scheduled for this year for moms. And our our tagline, our moniker is that loving moms aren't perfect. Yes, right. we are not. We are not perfect. And that's okay. Yes, it is totally normal. I No, we are not perfect. And we need to make sure we are aware of that and also share that with everybody else to let them know, you know, remove those unrealistic expectations, you know, defeating super mom, just all sorts of things we can look into to realize y- you don't have to put on, you know, it's, it's yeah. okay. None of us yeah. have this figured out. <laughs> At all. And if they, and if it may do, look like it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They lied. They lied. If they're like, oh, yeah, that, mm-hmm. something is not right. I'm like, yeah. let me go in your house. I want to see. But um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I don't believe it for a second. Uh, hmm. But that is that is our goal and our purpose is just to continue to encourage and support moms all over. And we will have opportunities at other times to also talk about lactation, uh, your how you consult. And so not just the new stages of motherhood, but moms that are a little bit more seasoned. You know, I, I, you still have a toddler, but now I have, you know, six and eight year olds. So I'm starting to move up towards that other yeah. area where I thought it was gonna be easier and it's not take me back to the baby age (laughs) I don't feel like there's any age where I've been like oh this is nice this is is easy (laughs) I haven't found it yet I just know we're at 12 with my oldest and I have not found it yet so you're at 12 what you're at three but maybe maybe it's with us having boys I don't know because I heard girls were easier I don't know. As, yeah. as li- when they're little, I heard they were easy. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I remember my sister. She, she was not easy. <laughs> I, yeah. 
I learned a lot from her. <laughs> but, oh, Lord. But yeah, I was like, ooh, don't do that. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> right. That was, that's the best. Yeah, I guess I could say the same about my, my <laughs> oldest sibling. <laughs> right. They set the tone. Yeah. You're like, all right, know what I can and can't get away with. Definitely can't do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Wow. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's a girl, but it's just a mom thing in general, just, just a mom thing overall. And then, you know, we'll yeah. also be talking about uh, dynamics in our household. We'll also be talking about dads and yeah. husbands. I love, there was a, um, there's a, a reel out there where it was like, you know, which kid is the hardest? And they say, my mother-in-law's kid, that one, that one's the hardest. My mother-in-law. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, so true. Yes. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. So, just that's having hilarious. to navigate that, whether you're a single mom, married mom, either way, there's there's challenges and obstacles on both sides. Whether you're a working mom, mm-hmm. stay-at-home mom, there is something that comes along with that. But we all have the commonality of raising a human, and it's messy, <laughs> but. And I think we've both been able to navigate both, right? Because you were a stay-at-home mom at some point, but you were also a career mom. Right. And same for me. Yeah. The same. So it has been, yes, I've learned a lot and I have a lot of takeaways Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to share. I'm excited for, for our journey and this new beginning and to just get our message out there and, you know, continue to cheerlead all the moms out there that, you know, you feel like. You're not having a great day. It's all good. You know, maybe try again tomorrow. <laughs> or you yes, like, try again tomorrow. Right. Or you think you're the only one? Absolutely not. You were not the only. <laughs> you're not the only one. Yes, we had a um, we had like a circle session yesterday with some moms, and I think one of the sayings that they were saying was, "This is my best today." And every day, it's always going to look different, but today, this is. This is the best that I can do. I love like, it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So that's something that I've been trying to keep in mind. Like, this is my best. So get stressed out. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like navigating school and transitioning jobs. I'm now a full-time doula and I'm not relying on hair. And it's been scary, like, you know, switching over and, and everything's been kicking my butt, like trying to get my schedule together. But I'm just like... This is my best today. <laughs> this is my best. This is what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I have no makeup on. My hair's not done. I this is my best. Messy hair, don't care. Bun, that's a bun. Don't fun care. Bun. It's the fun bun. He's bringing it back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So yes, so we are excited, and we want to thank y'all for listening in. You can definitely find our life hack and recipe of the week on our Loving Moms Facebook page. Go out there, join it, be a part of this community. Uh, We want to continue to support y'all any way that we can. And of course, if you are a mom, a loving mom that isn't perfect, join us here every other Monday. All right. So our next episode is going to focus on expert advice and wisdom from moms for moms. So make sure you tune in. Bye. You've been listening to the Loving Moms Podcast. Tune in for new episodes every other Monday. And remember, you're worth it and loving moms aren't perfect.